Welcome into Short and Spooky, the podcast about anthology shows from the 80s, the 90s, and sometimes the early 2000s. I'm joined, as always, by... The, uh, me. The, uh, the Big Sniff. And? Watch out. And I'm Johnny Junk. And of course, Eerie Kiri. And as always, we want to give uh, our early shout-outs to uh, Alameda, Moms, Dads, uh, the the Sniffies. There are are you the Shorties or are you the Spookies? I thought he's the Shorties. The people, the, the, the people who's in the show who are fans of uh, Johnny Junk are, of course, the Shorties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the Spookies are more important. But anyway, we also have the Eeries now, and we have a lot of Eeries, too, as well. Yeah. And uh, so... Yeah, welcome in, guys. Thanks for this is a beautiful day here. I'm I'm really excited to be here. Uh, I was looking forward all week to the record. Um, let's go around the table real quick. How are y'all doing? Everyone say something. <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. Um, it's a very special day, as you guys know. It is officially spring, and so I'm dressed up as a little baby lamb. Mm-hmm. We've got our sniff here. That's right, and I'm dressed up like a little wabbit today. And mm. also, and I am um, a pussy cat. <laughs> yep, meow. Emphasis on and the Tom. Pussy. Go ahead and, and describe uh, your getup. I'm uh, I'm Wonder Woman with sunglasses on. He's got this lacy red thong. Yep. And no, a little cute little yellow push-up bra. Yeah, it's not doing great for my tits, by the way. Nope. Um, but yeah, thanks, uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. We uh, we love to have you in, and uh, we're really excited. Uh, this is a first time episode that we're um, doing. But before we get into that, um, our newest members, we were curious to find out about. Um, what are your guys' go-to, like, snacks or movie uh, moves? Like, what do you do? All right. So I am – I like to bring unusual snacks into the movie theaters. So for Sneak example, them in? Yeah. I started this I started this in college. How there unusual? This, there's a sushi place um, sushi. in San Luis Obispo. It has these half-brass sushi rolls. Um, I think it's called Akitos now. I'm not really sure. It used to be called Shins, but it changed owners. The, the menu is the, still the same, and it's next door to a movie theater. So whenever we'd go see movies in college, I would always go and get sushi rolls and eat them, you know, while everyone had their traditional snacks. So, right. so sushi and... Uh, well, and then, what are you drinking? Well, then in, in Oakland, the Grand Lake, right, you have mm. um, Vegan Mob right by... Um, so go mm. there, right, get a nice platter, throw it in your oversized bag, go in. Um, and But they've got the really good sodas there. They've got, like, those local... So I always get yeah. my soda there. Um, uh, Coop, what about yourself? Huh. I've been to the movies a number of times. We've you, gone to the, the flicks. We've flicked a few ti- times. Yeah, we have. <laughs> What's what? the question? What? Uh, what do I eat? <laughs> The what f- what do you go for when you go to theater? Like, what's your go-to snackies and pretty and, and standard like- stuff? Soda, diet coke, a maybe diet, coke. diet cherry coke. Yeah, I'm on a diet. Mm. I feel like cherry coke is a great way to go in the movie theater. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but I have to do diet because you know I can't afford. You got that Joe <laughs> Pesci bod. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to escape it. Every day. What about um, popcorn? Do you, are you a popcorn guy? Pop, and lots of popcorn. Yeah, popcorn's good. Uh, I do that. I put it in the tray, you know, the yes. cardboard. Yeah. 100%. Because yeah. then think, you can, like, butter can, that shit up. You can distribute the, the mm-hmm. quote-unquote butter, yeah. like, way Butter's better. like substance. I, know, uh, I, I layer that shit on. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's good. I love and sharing then, popcorn with you. And you know what someone turned me on to? And I don't know. This might be divisive, and this might kind of 
cause a big controversy on this podcast, but mustard with your popcorn. Oh. Dip it in mustard. It's fucking delicious. Do no. you know about this? I know about this. <laughs> Try it. It's good. I know about this. And I know. Where does this come it. from? I don't uh, know. We're not going to talk about People it. People do it. But anyway, and candy wise, I'm all about Whoppers. Oh, Whoppers. I haven't Whoppers, Whoppers in nice. so long. Yeah. The good crunch in the middle. It's very satisfying. Mm, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, right. anyway, let's get into our episode today. We got a, we got a long one to go into. Um, today's episode is a Freddy's Nightmare. Picked by Tom. Picked by me. Um, sorry, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad at you about this. Did you, uh, did you screen this episode ahead of time or did you just look up the synopsis? I did screen it, but I, I, I think part of our thing is just like we have to deal with trash once in a while. I just wasn't sure if you had uh, selected this one for any particular reason. I felt I, like he was accusing you that you hadn't. Is what I felt. No, no, no. I was, <laughs> I was just curious because, um, like he said, this is you guys' first foray into Freddy's Nightmares. It is. It's my turn. Um, there are certain things that Freddy's Nightmares usually entails that this episode doesn't uh, kind of really fall through, and some of the things that Freddy's Nightmares sometimes does. Uh, and we can get into that. Um, okay, so we're doing uh, season one, episode eleven. I believe. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Do Dreams Bleed. This aired uh, the 1st of January, 1989. Cooper was not even alive. It was one year away. The big sniff was not alive yet. Um, I, was on, I was on the way. <laughs> can I Can I ask you real quick? Um, is that the right way to pronounce this? Because there is no question mark in this title. Do and Dreams Bleed. No. Do Dreams Bleed. <laughs> Do Dreams Bleed. That's what I was wondering. Straight up. Because there are other episodes. We watched one called Do You Know Where Your Kids Are? Which is the name of a, a Freddy's Nightmares. With that also, has a question oh, mark it's in it. the title. No. So this, this one so is they're aware of Do the Dreams mark. Bleed. Do yeah, <laughs> do oh, do they? <laughs> oh, how they bleed, how dreams bleed. Um, but yeah, uh, do you guys uh, have any... Uh... Wait, wait. Drinking game rules? Whoa, 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 whoa. Who's going foist? Uh, I'll go first. I'm, I'm feeling uh, dominant. So just I know quick, what you're going to play. Um, the, uh, we, we always have standing Freddy's Nightmares rules. So, Where are the standing I, rules? Yeah, we don't know. The standing rules are drink every time there's a Freddy Krueger talking to camera bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was one of mine. Okay. Well, that's why I was just putting them out there ahead of time. Uh, not didn't mean to steal your fire or anything. And then the other one was every time there's a fake wake. Now, this is something that you typically see in, a, in an episode of Freddy's Nightmares much more than we do in this episode. There aren't a whole lot of fake wakes. When people are asleep, you kind of know when they're asleep. And when uh-huh. they wake up, it's kind of like, okay, well, we, we knew what was going on. So yeah. the fake wake thing I don't think really applies a whole lot, but the Freddy bit does. So um, with those standing rules uh, called out, I'm proceed. sorry, is the fake wake you think they're awake, but they're not? Yes. It's when you can tell. Okay, like, I think that happens once in this episode, if I remember correctly, I think. Yeah, usually it happens like four times like or something. Like a shitload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the whole, like, shtick. Yeah, that's the, uh, yeah. I call it the dream. It's whenever there's a dream, basically. Yeah. And and these are so obvious, like, every single time. Well, that's what I'm saying. For the most part. Yeah. Um, okay. The other one I said is, every time they say medicine, uh, take a drink, and then I'll let the rest of you... Jump in. I knew that was the one you were going to pick. Uh, every time you see... Was his name John? Yes. Every time he blasts his nips on screen. <laughs> you see him a lot, I think. He's proud of him. Or Ooh. you know what? I have another one. Do we do one or do we do... You can, can do as many as you want. Okay, okay there's just one more. If you don't want to do that one, every time you see... And I didn't look this up, but... I don't know if St. Clement's Wine has paid to place <laughs> that to poster. Yeah. That poster is on there a lot. Yeah, every time you see that poster, drink. 
All right, for mine, I have every time you see a house plant. Okay. Oh, oh geez. I already have the one about when you see the random Freddy Krueger, so, mm. all right, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here is filled with salt and vinegar. Vigor. Uh, salt and vinegar. Cheese. Did you have another one, Coop? Nope, those are my only two. The all only right. other one, Tom already said. Do you have another one? I do. Okay. Uh, when you see the, uh, as a Boston guy, you see the Red Sox little uh, flag thing on the wall. Pennant. Pennant, yes. Yeah, make sure you don't watch this, listeners, in the quality that I listen to, because otherwise you won't be able to make anything fucking out. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was looking at it through like a uh, blurry thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a good... Yeah, that's, something that's, blurry. That's really. Did you see blurry version too? Describe. I did. I saw the yeah. blurry version. All right, so I had one kind of uh, like what you're talking about, Coop. But instead mm-hmm. of every time you see his nips, I just said every time you saw has a shirt off because there's mm-hmm. he wears a half shirt. That's, yes, that's I pretty revealing. That. But this guy, I think he wears like a shirt in like maybe three scenes. Yeah, like he's. Every time you see some like it's very, it's very, it's very homoerotic. It is. Um, What's up with those shirts? <laughs> well, I think he was like, where can you get one? Trying to show yeah, off well, his hard work. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, he's toned. You got to give he it is. to him. He wears shoulder pads in more scenes than he wears shirts, actually. Mm-hmm. So okay, so just real quick, and my last, uh, yeah. my, my last <laughs> tricky game rules. Every time the coach uh, delivers uh, a line while he's. Spinning a rubber band around his two fingers. <laughs> he's doing a lot of work yeah. with his hands, like while he's talking, like fidgety. He, he, yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he's, he's bringing it home. But uh, yeah. if you guys are playing at home, choose the ones you want to play with. Drink Be responsible. Safe. Drink and, water. Uh, there it is. Um, what's? Can we get into it now? Let's get into All it. Right. I have a thought, but let's get into the intro first. Yeah, so uh, this is your guys' first foray into Springwood. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think about this intro? You know, there's a lot of images. Good question. Yeah. Does every episode take place in Springwood? Yes, that's okay. where that's where um, Nightmare on Elm Street takes place, is in Springwood. The movie? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, the, so the I haven't seen character. any of those. I was completely unfamiliar with Freddy Krueger. Whoa. Um, have you seen any Freddy movies? No, and I had wow. no idea about the canon until during quarantine I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Short and Spooky. That's and a good one. the host, as I'm trying to like go to bed, began talking about his like mom gets like raped by like a thousand like inmates or something horrid. Uh, it was what? really bad. I know, it shocked so, me out of my near mom? summer slate. So Freddy Krueger is the bastard child of a hundred maniacs. Uh, and basically his all of their seed yeah so so so, well yeah so basically the mother of freddy krueger was a nurse at a insane asylum who somehow was trapped inside the insane asylum like over like a holiday weekend or something like that (laughs) and when the uh people came back she was completely insane and had been um Raped. Yeah, R word. We can say R word. Wait, is this uh, like show canon? Or no, this is movie canon. canon. Which movie? Th- Not the first one. I think it's Freddy's Dead. It's I think it's part Freddy six. Canon. Yeah. Anywho, as I was listening, it shocked me from my near slumber state, and I had to like not listen to y'all um, for a wow. couple nights because that was shocking. That's we it. didn't write it. I'm just reporting it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's all I can say. Uh, but yeah, it is It is quite disturbing. Um, right. But yeah, uh, so you're coming to this. This is your first time Ever. seeing anything with Ever. Freddy Krueger. Yes. Wow, is, what a perspective. I told you, my cherry, y'all. Wow. Hmm. Uh, Coop, you're familiar with the series? Not the series, the movies. <clears throat> yeah. 
Uh-huh. Um, mostly just the first one, though. Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. It was one of the first horror movies I think I saw when I was a kid. Did you break the VHS? <laughs> no, it was on TV. At, oh, okay. At my grandmother's house, Longridge, where me and Tom lived first. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I watched Shout it there out. when she was not home. But me and her actually watched that, and then we also watched Cujo together, so maybe... Sheila was a horror fan. Sounds like a cool know. granny. Oh, Grant. She is cool. She's still alive, 100 fucking years old. But I've only hey, seen the first. Hey, shout out to shout grandmas. Out to grandmas. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we got to add that. That's, that's Throw like them a, in there. They're moms. They're like double moms. But then you <laughs> like, got. Like, literally. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Double moms. But yeah, so that's as familiar as I am with Freddy Krueger. And then, of course, you know. Just in pop culture, I was very aware of Freddy Krueger. Well, the whole the whole thing originally for uh, Freddy Krueger was that at the end of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, they go, you know, there's an Elm Street in every town. Ah. And now it's like the whole idea of calling Nightmare on Elm Street. And in fact, uh, this episode is the only episode of Freddy's Nightmares I recall that actually takes place on Elm Street. That's why I picked it. All right, so... Um, we got a uh, our main character for this episode. His name is John. He is a football star. and. Yeah. We start and he's like catching a pass with his uh, full, uh, almost full football gear on and no helmet though. I thought, hmm, not safe. That bothered you a bit. It did bother me a bit. <laughs> CTE is a real thing. and It is. And who is he catching a pass from, in, in my opinion? Like, who's throwing them at football? It was a dream, right? Was this a dream sequence? No, because this is where he yes. sees the chopper. This is a dream of it's, when he saw the yeah. chopper. It's a dream sequence mm. yeah. of okay. when he saw the chopper. Because it was right. like nighttime. I stand down. All of a I stand down. Yeah. <laughs> so we see this beautifully spiraled football slowly yeah. turning in the air. Great. We see the, sauce of the source of the ball, a handsome young football mm. player. He walks slowly towards a thumping noise in the distance and sees the shape of a man with an axe before slipping on the stairs. And suddenly... He's waking in his bed, startled. Yeah, oh. he, he, he. Also, a very gruesome kill by the chopper. Yeah, like, like the, he's like, it's like, okay, this person's dead. Like the person's head is like on the, like, you know, he slips on the person's head basically on the stairs, like fifteen feet away. If you guys uh, have not yet had a chance to watch this episode, yeah, the 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 chopper is um, the antagonist for this uh, story. Basically, uh, um, there is a Springwood chopper who is a axe murderer. And we see uh, just the silhouette of a, a axe murderer chopping up a body on the ground. And yeah, John slips on the stairs and like lands on top of a severed head. And it's pretty fucking dark. I couldn't even I, make I, it out. I wrote down, per, yeah, pretty gruesome kill. And also, um, like, what was curious to me was uh, Freddy seems kind of um, like jealous. Yeah, so. When they when when Freddie does appear, he, I wonder how much of this was done in response to like I don't know like a uh, Friday the Thirteenth or something like that or some other killer thing because the first bit that uh, Freddie says is he goes I hate cut rate competition mm, and then he funny. snaps he snaps an axe in half and that's like his first little bit like he's salty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One thing I wanted to say was the way he was chopping the. Springwood chopper is an unusual way. Most of the time, when you see someone like chopping someone up with an axe, it's overhead. Mm-hmm. But he's swinging the axe like a golf club. Like, did you notice that? He was swinging sideways. Swinging, yeah, not the way I would swing if I was an mm. axe murderer. <laughs> um, and then that's, yeah, he he wakes up. So uh, dream sequence. Uh, that's a I don't know. That's a a drink, right? 
I don't know. It, the, 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 the standing rule was every time there's a fake wake. But like we said, there's no real fake wake-ups in this. You under, you know when people are dreaming and you know when they're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, John wakes up from his dream and uh, he goes downstairs to fix himself some breakfast. And he picks up the phone. We come to find out that mom has just called. Uh, she's on vacation. <laughs> she calls him to be like, hey, uh, clean the basement and uh, mow the lawn and all this stuff. I'm calling from Greece. I'm about to go on vacation with your father, and I only have 35 seconds to talk, so I got to go. Yeah. And it's fucking great. It just basically goes to show the aloof parents who mm-hmm. don't really give a shit about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it shows how ticked off he is because uh, he's just trying to uh, get a little, you he wants know. some family time. He, he, wants, uh, he wants some kudos from the parents. Yeah, maybe that's it. I can't relate. When I was in high school, I didn't want to be around my parents ever. What were you? <laughs> were you what up? were you like in high school, Coop? Oh man, I don't know about that one. I was a lot the same, but I was yeah. walking around, walking around wearing only shoulder pads and no jersey, yeah. just nude with shoulder pads, <laughs> an erection. <All> right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I was a lot like John in this. Not <laughs> not, not Johnny Junk. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, John's a little bit out of shape, and then all of a sudden his girlfriend Ronnie stops by, uh, just in time, talking through um, the kitchen door that has the slot in it, uh, allows you to talk through the middle of the door. Yeah, do you don't have one of those? <laughs> Ronnie named after Ronald Reagan. <laughs> her parents were friends. fans. So my first impression of her, I was like, oh, a girl version of the Canadian tuxedo. She's got like oh, the, yeah, the like denim. The lots of denim. denim like skirt too. Yeah. And then as she's talking, the voice is very familiar. So I paused the episode and I looked up, you know, who's this actress? So it's Sarah Buxton, who would later be Annie, one of my favorite soap villains in Sunset Beach. I saw, I looked up her IMDb. Yeah. I didn't know what the hell Sunset Beach was. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I started watching it because Leslie Ann Downs was in it. Um, and I was a fan of hers from, there was a miniseries in the 80s, or the, I think it was the 80s, uh, North and South. It was a novel by John Jakes. Sunset Beach came on when? Oh, that was, uh, how old was I? 90s? Maybe early two? No, it would have been 90s. It would have been 90s. Mm-hmm. Buxton, huh? Yeah, Sarah Buxton. But anyhow, she was like nominated for Outstanding Villainous Award. She was fantastic. Nice. So, she's got a bright, bright future ahead of her. Villainous? Yeah, she was a great villainous. That's like an MTV award? Um, soap Opera Digest. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, my bad. I should have known that. Okay. Staying in corner. Mm. So yeah, Ronnie comes by and she's like, uh, the first, so Ronnie shares a little bit about herself and uh, one of my favorite things. Her mom. Her mom. Okay, so can we please keep track of all of the information that she shares about her mom? Because we come to meet her mom later on. Mm -hmm. Seems all right. Well, yeah, right, more than all right. But well, I don't know. It's she. The, she's paint, a the picture she painted was a pill popping <laughs> hoe bag. Yeah, and she didn't seem like up in the right? air. She seemed like she was very concerned. Yeah. Parent. She was going to a job interview. <laughs> and then also, a, Ronnie has a couple of other little <laughs> highly dramatic statements that I. I, I think I, she's, I'm calling BS. You know what? I'm agreeing with you. I'm a team mom. Are you, are you with me? She's team one mom? of those. We've all known those people when we're younger who want to like paint their parents as like super shitty but then you meet them and you're like they seem fine well, that's you, part of identity building you know you have to like reject what you've been taught and what you know in order to de- develop you but then really it comes around because you know we are like our parents ultimately we're back in the psychology corner and that's where I like to be <laughs> with Kiri <laughs> <laughs> anytime love you mean your mom never had a uh, sleepover guest <laughs> 
Yeah, Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie says, she's like, oh, yeah, I just thought I'd come by early because my mom is having a man spend the night, and I don't like being there when they get up. And that's, like, the very first little mm-hmm. seating it in there that uh, her mom's a piece of shit. But yeah, uh, they go to school, and then we get to meet um, Coach Gacy. Who is this guy? <laughs> this actor? Yes, because he looks really familiar. It's it's bootleg Kevin Nealon, basically. Right? That's what it looked like to me. That's what I was thinking. Also, but who actually is he? He's not. No. Go ahead. So our, our main character, like, he's really has, like, a lot of uh, problems with his parents. And I'm like, at least at least her parent, her mom is getting plowed and having a good time popping pills and doing <laughs> stuff like that. Like, yeah. I was like, hey, fucking don't hate, dude. So now we see our football player, where we assume is his school, Spring Red High. He's talking with a really annoying man who seems to be his coach and doesn't seem to understand how humor works, but he thinks he does. No, yeah, yeah. So the coach is like angry. Like he's like every kid that comes and goes like, hey, you you know, let's see more speed out there. Like, I don't know what you're doing, you know, Hendrickson or whatever it is. And then it's like, and then like he sees John come in and he goes, so let me tell you this joke I got. Like, what is it? It's like two... Like horses go in a bar. It's like <laughs> he already knows the punchline. So like it's a guy walks into a told bar. This joke. Ouch! Or that dumb one. <laughs> yeah. No, he's real buddy buddy with him, right? Yeah. It was a little unnerving. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. Also, I thought it was kind of amusing um, that the guy's name is, uh, according to IM, uh, IMDb, uh, his name is Coach Gacy. Oh shit! Right? I wasn't. That's sure. no accident. Yeah. So like. Uh, um, like Wayne. John Wayne Gacy, oh, the serial is. killer. I, I wasn't sure, but I, I did think maybe kind of. Well, also, I don't know if you know this, but uh, John Wayne Gacy only killed uh, young men. Yeah. That probably looked just like that. <laughs> probably looked just yeah. like John. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Ms. Curie, you might want to take note. Uh, the character John in this episode has the cut. So whenever you wonder what we say when we're talking oh. about the cut, he's got the cut. I, okay. It's, it's a cool version of the cut, though. It's not like it's a the cut is a cool cut. Well, the cut is can be dated. <laughs> Tom, I feel like it's a, it's a, a modern. It could be worn in modern days. I think it depends also on your hair. Yeah, uh, I mean, like if it's straight hair, then you're gonna look weird, right? Because then it's a total like mushroom. But if it's wavy, then it can look cool, like with John. Says a little flip out. Yeah, I had the wavy. Yeah, so you probably look cool. No, I never did. Um, but yeah. it's during this conversation that we learned the open sequence of the dream was the flashback. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. That. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Because at first I was like, oh, he's just dreaming about nonsensical yeah. things, but it's I, real. He yeah. found is, a is body. This, is this the locker room scene where he's like, it stops him? And I'm like, yeah. why? This coach is not only his coach, but he's also like his like therapist, too. <laughs> he yeah. certainly is inserting himself that no, way, right? And yeah. I was fully in, expecting there to be like a sex thing here. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah. Creepy. We find yeah. out. Okay. Right. We find out that it's this. That oh feeling. Mm-hmm. This, okay, we find out that this Springwood Chopper is this serial killer, and he's killed three people in the last three weeks, and John has found the most recent yeah. victim. That's what he was having the nightmare about, is finding this person's chopped off head. Yeah. Um, and then John's like, uh, you know what? I don't really want to talk about this right now. Can we talk about this some other time? And then the coach like goes like this. He goes, yeah. And like wipes yeah, his mouth. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I mean, like when you're like talking to a kid, and you're like in the locker room, and then you're like, Let's talk about this. He goes, let's talk about this somewhere else. And then you like, have to like mop your mouth, like <laughs> wipe the drool from your mouth. Yeah, there there are other uh, football players yeah. disrobing in the background seat of this. Mm-hmm. It's not taking this coach's attention. 
Nope. He's got no. his eyes on the prize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wants Johnny Perfect. Uh, and then we get to uh, see some some music playing. Yeah. Ronnie, she's playing a clarinet, but it's like that shitty like MIDI like keyboard <laughs> where it's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys caught this. Every time she was playing the clarinet, she was just like bobbing her head up and down <laughs> like. <laughs> It's like it's like pretend like you're playing music, you know. Just make something up. <laughs> was yeah. it Freddie's music? It sounded like kind of like uh. Fre- like like a Frederick Kruger, uh, Frederick music, basically. Like it sounded like Frederick Krueger's music. Maybe I didn't even uh, notice. She's like, "You've been so different since you witnessed a <laughs> fucking murder and found a dead body. Yeah. What's going on?" I I noted that too. It's like everyone's not like being very understanding of someone no, who found a completely known ungrounded characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, come on. It's like, oh, I just found a dead body and now I'm acting different. I wonder why. <laughs> Fuck off. Go, yeah. go go fuck yourself. It's called trauma. No, but this is so. So she's laying there, and she's like, "Yeah, that's so weird." And she's trying to have this like exposition, like dialogue, but the whole time her hand is like trying to like push his oh, yeah. mid drift shirt like down. <laughs> it is incredibly distracting. Like I thought she was rubbing his chest. No, she, no, 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 no. Ask no. the three guys who couldn't keep their eyes off of this dude's torso (laughs) because the whole time she was just like, yeah, like she was looking off and like talking and like the whole time you're watching her hand and you're like, is she like kind of reaching out his pants? Is she like trying to straighten out his shirt? Like what is going on? Yeah. That should be our our, our first merch shirt. should be just like a a half tee. It reminds me of the shirts the guys wear in uh, sleepaway camp. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Or like showing full like Bill and Ted. Yeah. I just like I can't I, believe that. I'm so glad I wasn't alive when that was a look because I never had a body. I've for had that. t-shirts like that, like that are regular t-shirts, and every time I wash them, like, like they just get shorter and shorter. <laughs> like no other part shrinks; it just gets what, shorter. <laughs> I'm trying to think what's like the the practical idea about having a shirt like that. Like I understand if like if you're to on show the it on show off your happy work. trail, bro. Yeah, that's it. Same reason females wear those shirts today. Whoa, not cool, dude. I'm sorry, I said the f word. <laughs> 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 or no, uh, or gender neutral folks with an X. Well, I just I, I, I understand. If you show off what you got. I understand yeah. if you're like playing football or a sport, and you're like, I just don't want to, you know, I just want this kind of a shirt. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean either, really. But no, well, it, when, like, if you just want to show off your like, uh, well, your your abs and shit, sweat, less uh, sweat going places. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Okay, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I just love how he, he he's just wearing this thing. Like he probably practices in all day, and then he gets back to the uh, to she the. She likes room. that musk. Oh, mm-hmm. you know what? That's actually true. I've been with a couple women who really like the musk. Female perspective time. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Tom's that, musk? That, I mean, <laughs> I don't know about Tom's musk, but the musk <laughs> but, but, of somebody but, that you're intimate with is is nice. It's good. It's it, nice. the, yeah, I've been. Never mind. <laughs> what? Say it. No, no. They, like I've been with people who are like they like that mix of deodorant and a little bit of musk. Nothing bad. The bad musk is not there. It's just the good musk. I don't know. And they're like, I like that that smell of a man who's like been doing something, yeah. but also has cleansed himself earlier. In yeah, the day. a little mix. Yeah, that's what, that's what, that, that, wanna, that was my point. No, it's like okay, yeah. I but mean, stand down. I'm. I'm, you know what? <laughs> Tom, Tom goes <laughs> like a man's mask. But you can tell he's been cleaned earlier that day. 
Yeah, that's my point. It's like it's like all right, this guy's he's exercising, he's fucking he's fit. He's doing. You know it, he's got a hog. But he down also there. he's got a hog down below. <laughs> but he also earlier today he he took a shower and put on some axe. So he's uh, clean. Deodorant or whatever His foreskin it is. is cleaned ooh, ooh. out. Axe His foreskin. Axe body spray. <laughs> What's not yeah, around yeah. then? Foreskin wasn't invented yet. No, are you kidding yeah. me? We didn't, yeah, we, we uh, I mean, I don't know what the three males here, but we, I was all, my foreskin was. was <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> my foreskin was removed. How did we go first. from his half sea shirt to Tom's foreskin? Tom, what's uh, <laughs> All right, all right. But yes, uh, uh, um, um, Ronnie's discordant fucking clarinet tones have got him worked up, and now he's mm-hmm. in her arms. And uh, she kind of gets upset because John won't up, open up to her and talk about his dreams, and she gets upset. This relationship is fucking terrible, by the way. Oh yes, you are correct, and I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna go there. Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna go there now? No, because I'm gonna hit certain. Oh, I'm no, going no, no, no. What, what's gonna, analyze? We're gonna. You got to make a drop for psychology corner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And this is where we see Freddy for the first time while Johnny dreams. We're back in his dream. The music is dreamy. And his parents are at the table bitching about that damn F. They lead him down to the basement where he's going to, quote, take his medicine. Mm-hmm. So just one thing I, I want to point out is that um, so this is the first time we get our, our first Freddy bit. And it uh, we find out it cuts to him through a... Um, newspaper article about the chopper that um, John has cut out and put on the back of his door. So you're like, okay, well, he's keeping, you know, record of this, whether it's because he found him or possibly for other reasons. Um, later, we will come to find out. He gets out of bed, he goes downstairs, and all of a sudden his parents are sitting around the table and like, mm. oh, yeah, we had to come home from our vacation because we, F. yeah, because we were worried about you. He got an one F. He's been getting straight A's for three years, and he's a fucking all star fucking football yeah. pro. You know, when a child's grades suddenly decline, we ask ourselves, it's has alarming. there been any changes in their environment? <laughs> Maybe. And, you know, I think that John's had a very big change in his environment and that he saw a dead body That's and true. the chopper chopping the dead body. Right. And I mean, it's just, it's frustrating. Like, you should be grateful he only has one F. I know. It's right. How could you get an F after something that's like, if you like didn't get an F, I'd be like, what's up? Yeah. Why was that okay? Yeah. yeah. Did you do it? Mm-hmm. That's suspect. Mm-hmm. I should think so. that F. I agree with you, mm-hmm. for the record. So then we get um, a nice little scene with the coach first talking to uh, John. In the, <laughs> they are sitting around and uh, oh, this was good. Um, he says, "I'm just trying to, uh, or tell me, tell me, like I'm trying to find out about your squeaks." <laughs> and then John says, You're, "We're gonna need a little more oil." <laughs> and I found that incredibly. Suggestive. It was about the chair. It's provocative. I know it was about the chair, but yeah, it made me feel like he was like, you got to grease me up. And he has some oh, maybe. The co- okay, yeah. the, coach, the coach yeah. is, has his, his, his chair upside down. He's putting a bunch of grease on it. And mm-hmm. uh, John says to him, he goes, hey, it's a chair, not a salad. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> I think it's like he's putting a bunch of salad dressing oh. on it. Like he's, a bunch of oil on his salad. and a bunch of blue cheese into this. <laughs> But then he's like, oh, you need to put more oil on it because it's still squeaky. Like, you were just talking shit. But then he was like, he's like, I'm trying to get you to open up. He didn't say that verbatim, but essentially. And he's like, you're going to need more oil. It's how it felt. You guys caught up. Do you think that the sexual innuendos were deliberately implied? I don't know. 
it adds to the what I understand of the character. I, there is a scene later. Okay, there's a scene later on where John is ta- is about to make a phone call to Ronnie, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I I, I really care about you. I love you." And I was like, I didn't know, I, I didn't really have the. Uh, Name Ronnie associated with the girlfriend at that time. Oh, and I was like, he was is he about coach. to call the coach and like literally <laughs> profess his love? I wasn't sure because yeah. it definitely has a lot of those. There's yeah, you feel like it, that relationship might be a little so unusual. It, so uh, have you seen um, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two? That Not is widely considered years. to be the most overtly homosexual horror film ever made. There was also Ooh, a coach thing in that, right? To me. I could watch that. A coach thing. Wasn't there like some was? Yes yes, 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 yes. Okay, I remember that. It, there's a lot of things about uh, a guy coming out of a closet, and oh, yeah. there's a lot of really weird things, and there's a, an entire documentary just about this. Okay, wow. about Al, it's like see, we could do that. Let's do that. Yes. Uh, the, so there's a scene where they got the radio on, and the radio is talking about the news, and the, they're like, "So there's no new news about the chopper." Yeah, I thought that was a weird, a weird like. Uh, Sentence. <laughs> it is incredibly <laughs> weird. Um, so John, this is the scene I was talking about where John wants to call Ronnie and apologize, and he's like, oh, "I sound like Alan Alda." And who was that? He was Sorry. from um, Mash. Oh, that show that nobody, even close to our age range, ever watched. <laughs> I've seen it on MeTV, I think. <laughs> and then the other uh, thing that he references besides uh, Alan Alda, he goes, "Now I sound like Stevie Wonder." Oh. Did he? Well, he goes, I just called it's this. Be, it's better than seeing, like, Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Ah, yep. The coach really, the coach is really about sense of humor, by the way, too. But, like, oh, yeah. the worst. The worst. He, he literally, like, went on, on, like, a website and was, like, dad jokes. Like, like the Reddit dad jokes. Is just, like, does he ever there. tell a single joke, though? Like, does he, he never gets never fully off. You know. Yeah. <laughs> He's like half cocked. In the beginning of the episode, he like you know does the one where the guy's like, "Oh, that's my wife," and then and he's uh, walking around the corner. He's like, and he's like, "Guy walks into get, a bar and yeah. he doesn't finish it." You're like, "Yeah, okay, I gotta hear the rest of the day." <laughs> he's a he's a, a very because I spoiler alert. I think mm-hmm. he is um, the chopper, uh-huh. but and he's trying to do this like kind of Freddy impression, but he never gets to get his fucking puns and jokes out. I never got that. I like that. I like he's like he's like got like a dad joke blue balls where like he never gets the punchline. That, that's why he's the chopper. He's got man. all that app graph. Yeah. Like like Freddie gets and you know we've you and I've watched the show a number of times and and you know these are terrible jokes that Freddie says and this guy just never got like his wife was always like shut up go to and he's got these blue balls of dad jokes that he's this is why he's the chopper. He's gonna burst. <laughs> right. He did burst. He bursted and people paid the ultimate price. Yeah. So, okay. So there's a scene where we have uh, Ronnie sitting there with John and uh, they're getting ready for bed. Is she massaging him? She's massaging him. You know what happens to him? He always gets knotted up before bed. She goes, yeah, she goes, Uh you're all knotted up. And he goes, I always get that way around bedtime. What is he, a dog? That's you know what, what I mean? he wants. That's what's moved to like asking her to stay the night. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The oh. dog knot? Yeah. What'd you say, Kiri? To Kiri's point, <laughs> say it. That's the move to like getting her to stay the night. Okay. Oh, and this I have is, this big old knot, and I need it. I need you to take release. care of me. From back. knowing both these characters, it sounds like their parents are like either gone all the time or. 
doing pills and banging random dudes. That's we found out. That is exactly what uh, uh, Ronnie's uh, mom's doing. So how is this the first time that you've been like, dude, you want to come over and bang? Like, or like, oh, is it night? the first time? I think they no, bang. That, that, she says she's like, this is the first. I thought you'd never ask. Is what she said. I don't know if that um, means. Mm. I think she was just being coy. Yeah, I, I think they bang frequently. I feel. I feel like they have because there's this. There's I a. Think, part, I don't know. There's a part later on where she talks to the coach <laughs> and she's like, yeah. I loved him. I've made love to him. That was such a weird one. Like, okay. (laughs) Miss Gary's just nodding her head. Uh, Yeah, it was awkward. (laughs) And and, yeah, she's like, he's a part of me. And and then also in that same thing, um, I I have, he's the only friend I've ever had. I mean, just really weird, awkward lines there. John's like, all right, Ronnie, come spend the night. And she goes, okay, great. I'll call my mom. Um, I'll just lie to her and I'll tell her that I'm at my friend's house. And he's like, you don't feel weird about lying to her? It's like, no, me and my mom lie about that all the time. She'll yeah. be relieved to have me out of the house. Mm-hmm. And this is the third thing. So, number one, her mom has weird dudes stay over. Number two, uh, <laughs> her mom's all on pills. Number three, her mom is relieved that her daughter will not be home. Yeah. During while the time. While there's a serial killer. While there's always. a serial like, <laughs> yeah. But I also feel like that's something in a lot of teen girl homes, like, with your family. Like, um, mine was a friend named Kelly, and so that was the, kind of the code word. Like, my mom knew when I said, I'm going to go stay the night at Kelly's, I was staying the night at my boyfriend's apartment, you know? Um, it's like just, an unspoken thing. Right. And mm. so, you know, it's just in certain families, you can't acknowledge the fact that you're an adult, even though you're 18. You know, you can't acknowledge the fact that you have sex, even though you're in a relationship. I hear that. So that's I, what I interpret it as. This is a dream sequence, and she's wearing this uh, this underwear where, uh, did she have a penis? No, 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 She had a bowl. Wait, She had really? a bowl. There oh, was like a something because even with the really bad quality, I saw that too. Like it looked like. <laughs> but it also reminds me in other episodes that we've watched, they had that kind of that satiny, that like kind of diaper panty. Diaper panty. You know? <laughs> we have talked about this in previous episodes. So, the diaper yeah. panty. Kind of I did notice that too. Effect. My eyes went whoop. Whoa, Wait, they what? what is down bloop, there? Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. Wait, what? No, I, I literally <laughs> I, I, I had to yeah. go back and, and look at it and be like. She's got a fucking nice bulge going. Yeah. Like, okay, all right, all right. So, okay. In the middle of the night, John gets up, and uh, Ronnie gets up, and she finds that he's gone. And then all of a sudden, the chopper shows up and says, it's time to take your medicine, take a drink. And there's like a scuffle that goes on. Which I couldn't see. It just looked like a mess of pixels on my I think that was, well. You, I think it was intentional, wasn't it? The, the ambiguity of fumbling of who, you know, exactly what's going on uh, was intentional, but I think yeah. uh, the pixelation was probably yeah. unintentional. <laughs> yeah. um, and we come to find out that uh, the chopper mm-hmm. is kind of fumbling around with another person, and all of a sudden. Uh, turns the light on. Click, click. And then you see c- Coach standing above. Johnny, who is apparently, as we're led to believe, is the chopper. Well, I think Johnny's like got the axe on him, right? Yeah. Right. But to me, I was still, I didn't for a second be like, oh, John's the killer. I was like, the coach is. What's he doing I in the house? The coach, and then he's Fuck. in the house. So that's what I was thinking. I thought I, right? I just, I'm sorry, keep going. No, no, please. I, I just, I forgot one of my drinking rules going to say is like every Which... time the coach does the raised eyebrow <laughs> when someone's talking to him. <laughs> yeah. Because he does it the entire time. He's like, did you get a, a view of his face? And yeah. That's something we haven't talked about. Well, also, and he's playing with a rubber band the whole time. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Drink. He's very skeptical. And so then, the, you know, the parents come home at the same time. Yeah, so, yeah. So this is an insane scenario. Okay, yeah. So the coach somehow knows 
well, what we're led to believe is that the coach shows up at the exact same time to keep him from killing her. But not just showed up, he's like deep inside the house. He's oh, in he's, he's in <laughs> He lets himself in. Yes. Yeah. He's Joe Pesci from last episode. Yeah. That's what it that's what it is. He's, he's deep inside the house. He's yeah. he's uh on top of uh of Johnny. Yeah. Which we all want to be. Um and then the parents come up at the same time and they're like, Hey, we're home, even though we're supposed to be gone for like two weeks. Yeah. To, like, Dad probably got fired from his he job. He got that or F. They're very concerned. They had oh, to that come back F. and deal with that. Did they say what class it was? I don't think so. What do you guys oh, think? Oh, English. He said that I had a conversation with your English teacher. That was towards the beginning. So I'm assuming that was the class. He it was, was like, great. English. We failed English. That's impossible. Well, what yeah, the coach is convincing everybody that he's there to help at 2 a.m., unwarranted, letting himself inside the house. Crazy that anyone would think that. And the parents are, like, having this this dialogue with Ronnie, and they're like, oh, yeah, we came home because we, like, wanted to make sure everything's okay, but, like, we can't let it get out. <laughs> that our son is That our son murderer. is the serial killer. <laughs> so we're going to commit him ourselves with yeah. no authorities getting involved. <laughs> Do you think Don't they think had uh, some South African... Uh, holdings that that the dad was doing. That may oh tie-in. <laughs> <laughs> this takes place in the same universe. The same universe. <laughs> um, it the the whole thing is just so insane. Like how everything falls together, and then the parents are like, "It's cool. I can like you know basically like make everything go away as long as we institutionalize this guy." It's crazy. Yeah, the, the parents, yeah, the parents are like, we'll put him away forever as long as the courts don't do it. It's going to ruin our reputation if it gets out that our son is a serial killer. So he'll just vanish and no one will think anything. Kiri? Looks like you're about to say something. No. Okay. Um, as soon as, the, okay, one of the things I really loved is like, as soon as like uh, the coach is like, yeah, this is really crazy. I just came here at the perfect time. And all of a sudden you can hear in the background, like the like sirens kick in. He's like, all right, and he just like walks off as soon as you hear the sirens kick in, and then so the, you see uh, John is like in a straight jacket and he's like muttering to himself, it's like nabs and nabs. Wait, nabs. my favorite line happened just a bit before this, or my favorite little exchange. He's strapped down on a stretcher and they're taking him out, and the coach goes up to me, says, and John says, "I'm crazy," and the coach says, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> And he's also in his football gear, too, which I love. Of course. Always yeah. drink. Yeah. Yep, that's a drink. Um, all right, so we get our break of the episode where we're getting our little uh, Freddy um, segment, which I actually think was kind of uh, on par for the, not on par for the episode, but better than what we've dealt with before. On other episodes? Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, okay. So uh, for says, you guys who are not uh, familiar with how the Freddy's uh, Nightmares uh, formula works, is that the way it usually works is you get one story, and then halfway through the episode, it kind of does a little twist, and instead of following the protagonist from the first half, it kind of shifts to another character that's already been established. Oh, in the same story? In the yeah. same story. So that's the way uh, oh. it typically works. It kind of did that with Ronnie. All right, so uh, essentially, uh, yes, the first half of the episode is now wrapped, and we are going into part two. Thank God. And he has, like, one line. I think he sa it says... Uh, Tender story of a boy and his axe, mm -hmm. and then right back into it. I'm not. I'm not impressed with Freddy's 
the interjections so yeah. far, I gotta say. I don't don't worry, this, this is this is better than what we've <laughs> fucking delved <laughs> into. Well, we did a little research and we kind of find out that um, uh, Robert England, who plays uh, Freddy Krueger, came in and he shot all of his Freddy Krueger spots over the course of a weekend. For all the episodes. For all the episodes oh. without having... So that's why they don't really make sense. They don't make None a whole lot of sense. sense. <laughs> but at least this one, it's like... It's like, um, this thing about an axe murder, just have fun with it. You know what I mean? Something axe related. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, uh, as we uh, take uh, further trips down this road, you guys will see exactly what this is all about. And we get back to our story. So um, John is now in like an insane asylum, basically. Mm -hmm. And I thought about... I thought, you know, they, they start talking about the medicine thing and... Um, no, they've been talking about the medicine well, thing. Well, that's, that's my point, is that this felt like a Manchurian candidate or like a Pavlov's dog kind of thing, like where the, the coach had been building up towards this to, to set him up as, uh, as, as the chopper. He has a lot invested in him. I mean, to me, I saw it's like the gaslight. Like, be the he's trying to make coat. him seem like he's crazy, like he's the chopper. Yeah, and he goes crazy. Like n- nothing wrong with that. He he goes crazy like right away too. Like he's like sweating. Who? So I a little bit John. have, a, I have oh, an right. idea. So the coach knows that he was seen, right? Even mm. though he's got these dreams and he hasn't seen him, right? Yeah. And I think that's why he selected Ronnie as like a victim, and then he went in there, right? But not just to select her as a victim, but that he had it to frame him because he's the only one that can place him. Right? That's right. Mm. So like if he frames him and so that's why he's already been kind of laying the groundwork as far as like making sure he doesn't have memories, you know, getting in good with him. I was thinking that maybe what happens is that it's a coincidence. Like he went to go try to kill John, not expecting that Ronnie was going to be there because she's like, OK, I'll spend the night at your house. And if she hadn't have been there and that specific circumstance, he would right. just kill them. If the coach is the killer, jury's kind of out on that. Well, Revisit this in just a minute. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, we get our first glimpse of uh, Ronnie mom. Yeah, so Not the whole bad. time Ronnie's been talking <laughs> right? shit about her mom. <laughs> yeah. and uh, Didn't look anything like I, I thought was she was expecting like a woman like smoking. Like, hey, yeah. No, bitch. she was like a nice run of the mill. Yeah, nice mommy. suburban. Like, she, yep. she caring. Does, she, so yeah. she's like, Ronnie's going to school and mom is like, I'm going to get this job in Detroit. No, uh, Chicago. Chicago. And, town. and she's like, we're going to get this job. We're going to get away from this town. Well, so, that's, so, that's what you do is you drop this knowledge on your daughter when she's going to school. You're like, hey, guess what? We're going to move uh, if I get this job. Like, yeah, but yeah. it was also kind of encouraging because Ronnie was freaking out that people knew that you know she was the girlfriend and that she would have known, um, even though I guess. Did her mother know that we're on, that John was supposedly a murderer? I can't remember if I mean, she was in like on she, it. Yeah, that's why she. Well, that's why she said like, "Oh, you can't depend on any man." Was because oh, they all well, hide something. So yeah, that was the thing. At first, I was like, "Okay, so you know, Ronnie's been kind of blowing her mom's uh, abuse out of proportion, you know, mm-hmm. for sensationalistic why reasons." Why isn't she giving some of those pills that she's been taking to her daughter? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the whole thing. Is like, was she really popping pills, or was there, you know, she embellishing this? But if the mom seems to be pretty more focused on her career than on her daughter, so it's kind of like that. So we got uh, the mom basically cuts out. She's like, "All right, I got to do this uh, interview." And uh, there's this scene where we get some gang stalking. It seems like. Do you guys know that that term? I can't recall the meaning of it. It's like when people are paranoid and. Everyone seems to like know everything about the person. Oh yeah, this sequence was weird because 
it looked like everyone was like looking sideways at that, it. That's that's called gang stalking. It's really it? um, it's a really scary thing that people that are paranoid. Oh, it's and, like a paranoid. Uh, um, I know what you're talking about. Yes, yes, yes. Phenomenon. Yeah, and they think that people are getting that people everyone around them is stalking them basically. Yeah, like they're all like agents for some sort of thing, and uh, it. it that you know, like all the parents are looking at her and like. Meh. Yeah, but within that sequence, then they show them again, and no one's looking at her. Yeah. So it's like, is that? I feel like was that supposed to show that that's all in her head? I don't know. Well, that's she how I interpret it. I think me too. Well, she fixed that girl's. Uh, mm-hmm. Roller like, skates. Like, right. ro- uh, not even roller girl. skates. They're like. And then her mom comes out and says, I "Don't talk to strangers. Not don't talk to her. Don't talk yeah. to strangers." Which is that's what you say to your kid who's with this strange lady who's like on the ground with her, right? Yeah. And and then you go inside, um, and she's in the coach's office, freaking out that everybody knows and mm-hmm. everyone's treating her so bad, but like nobody knows, and that's not even what happened. That's right. Paranoia. She's back in in the coach's office, who apparently is the. Uh, a therapist for the school as well too <laughs> the coach okay so the coach not only is the school therapist but he, he's also the fucking doctor at the fucking psych ward yeah, like, how does he get to be in there okay so he's the coach on a the, cigarette in there well okay so when they bring John out of the bedroom at the beginning uh, or excuse me at the end of the first bit uh-huh. he's like I was the killer and he's like okay yeah. like he's just like totally like a pushover it's like whatever yeah. and then the next thing that we see is that the coach is like there inside the ward and he's like you are the chopper. Don't you know you're the chopper? And like, there's a part where John goes, I feel so unclear yeah. and fuzzy. <laughs> mm. and, and the coach is just basically like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what's going on. Mm. And he's like feeding this information to John, who's like, This is grooming. Okay. Well, it, yeah, well, they also say he's like, you haven't said a word since you've been omitted. It's like, well, why haven't you said anything? Like... You could have just been like, I don't remember. I don't know what's going on. I'm confused. Yeah. It's like, and so she's like, okay, like whatever the hell you say. And it just basically takes that premise and runs full steam ahead with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ronnie's mom takes off, by the way. I don't know if you guys notice how huge her hair looks uh, when yeah. she leaves to go for the interview. Did you guys catch her hair? No. Mm-hmm. All right. I uh, did. I did. It was done up. I, I saw did. it. It was fantastic. Well, we get another Freddie bit, uh, and Freddie goes, uh, he goes, uh, to camera, he goes, her boyfriend misses her. He's in here, waiting. Mm. And I'm like, but he's not in the dream world yeah. waiting. He's well, like... confused. Yeah, me. it doesn't make any damn no. sense. It, it, and she also, um, like, right before that, she had, like, her first kind of scare. And her first thing to do was to, like, pack up her, like, clarinet and everything. Like, she wasn't <laughs> like, oh, my God, I'm about to get killed. She's like, let me pack up all my music instruments and run away. Well, okay, so, yeah, she's playing the clarinet, and then all of a sudden, like, she's bobbing her head, like, you know, doing, like, whatever, the Stevie Wonder thing, like, <laughs> yeah. getting into it. And all of a sudden, the pictures fall off of her wall, and that's supposed to be, like, she's like, oh, John's trying to contact me from inside the mental asylum to try and all of a sudden it's like is he have the shine from the shining the, mm. the she, she's she believes that she that he's trying to contact her but he's psychic and um he's not chained up or anything by the way he's chained down John, like chemically like in the in the uh, you know in this insane asylum like if you had someone who was apparently this the, the chopper 
you'd be like, all right, at least like put like one handcuff on him so he couldn't get away. But he's they just, don't know he's the child. They don't know that. Like, oh, that's been, right. He's right. been you're quietly right. committed. Right. Everybody that's at the right. mental hospital, they don't know why he's there. And he doesn't know why he's there either. Like everybody's just like, okay, we'll put him away. Like all you have to do is be someone's parents and then, you know, have some money. And then you can have somebody quietly committed. <laughs> Did you guys, um, I don't know, uh, we all watched this on probably on different streams on Daily Motion. Did you guys watch the one that had um, the Evan Almighty sneak yes. peek on yes. Chiller? Oh, <laughs> no. mine, mine had a, it's on the a twin. The screen. I have the Twin Almighty. Peaks too. The Twin Peaks one, yeah. yeah. And I actually have been re watching. Great show. I cannot get into it. Well, the reason I brought it up, the reason I brought it up was because. Evan Almighty uh -huh. shouldn't be on the Chiller Network. <laughs> it seemed kind of weird. But like sneak peek of film. Evan Almighty. I was like, no, they're supposed to be watching Alfred Hitchcock Hour and, and Monsters and stuff like that. But Yeah, what the fuck? Why yeah, was that monsters. on Chiller? We get a scene of a newspaper. Uh, the newspaper says that there's a new chopper victim, mm -hmm. but it can't possibly be John uh, because John's in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So uh, Coach says... You know what? John escaped out of the uh, mental hospital last night, so it's mm -hmm. probably him. And that he's like, Ronnie, you need to stay safe. If you need a place to stay, you can stay with me. Again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was that giving you guys some creeper Jeez. vibes? Yeah. Also, did Definitely. you notice how she like stumbled over a line here and they kept it in? What one? This point, she walks into the uh, office and she was like, she's kind of frazzled. She's like, I was right all the time. John wasn't the one. <laughs> I swear to God, did you not notice that? I noticed it too, yeah. Yeah, she like also, had weird pause and like it's almost like it felt like she forgot her line. Anyway, I don't know if anyone else will notice. I noticed it. Uh, <laughs> okay. I also noticed how she said that like he's asking her something and she's like, I have no friends. No yeah. other friends besides John. I'm like, mm. this gorgeous person doesn't have any other friends. She's never. And neither. And he said the same thing. Yeah, he's they're, like they're, all star boy. You're the, oh, he only has fans. Yeah. You guys had those uh, those like friends who were like in high school who were like just a couple and like they just hung out together Actually, all the time yeah. and you're like you guys don't have any other friends to hang out so we can hang out with our buddy or our you know friend mm. or whatever it's just everybody's just trying to like it's I don't a, know they it's were one of those weird couples. hanging out with those kind of friend like the, that couple you know that like they mm -hmm. just spend every waking moment together and you're like at their place like oh let's have dinner and then you're like. Sitting there watching Netflix or something, and you're like, "Oh, well, see you later." <laughs> you know, like the 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 wife or the husband will like go and like start changing into pajamas, and you're like, "Okay, I get the message. It's fine." So one of the craziest parts of this whole episode happens in a dream sequence. That's one of Ronnie's dream sequences, where she goes downstairs into the basement. We see that weird um, the wine, that wine poster Again. on the door. They go downstairs, and I had to write this out. Uh, I think this is the most succinct way to say this. Okay, mm -hmm. Ronnie, <clears throat> she dreams of a girl, the roller skating girl, who she fixed her roller skate. Oh, yeah. Then she finds a bloody axe. She goes downstairs in the basement, and then John works a three-person jack-in-the-box comprised of dead girl horn section. <laughs> yeah, Do you guys remember this? That sums it up, yeah. That weird, yeah, yeah that's right. thing. Yep. He, like, turns, like, a crank on the side of an mm -hmm. ice chest or something like that. And, should have known. Yeah, Is right? It, don't believe everything you read. And something else. And then that, right? 
I don't know. It was just very weird, very disjointed, and like very yes, weird, nightmarish. Well, there's yeah, they do. They there's do a that. lot of parts yeah. in this where, like, I, I wrote it right here. It's like Ronnie convinces Coach to visit John. John like John, Please. the coach lights up a Gosh, cigarette. Worst. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, in the hospital, <laughs> blows smoke right in his face. It's eighties. Um, right. And I was just right here trying to eat up time. Like mm. they had the first, uh, mm-hmm. they had the first idea figured out, and then they had maybe like. 10 minutes of the second idea and they're like all right let's pad the fuck out of this episode yeah. is this before or after the dad is just like talking about his son is like hey he's just a bad machine a bad machine <laughs> oh, yeah i thought that, that was really weird conversation that was horrible dad was i thought i was like maybe the dad is actually the fucking chopper like i, I was mean, actually hoping there was gonna be some sort of twist with i was hoping thing. it wouldn't be as obvious as it was it was obvious from minute one yeah, yeah. all yeah. right well let's let's wrap this shit up so basically yeah. um We'll just say the chopper mm-hmm. comes through the door, chops through the door. Smash. So uh, Ronnie hides on the side of the bed, and when she looks back up, there's another tussle from before, and now we see the coach laying dead, and we see John with uh, an axe covered in blood on top of him, and then the police come in, again, perfectly on cue. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as something bad happens, the cops are there. Never beforehand, but <laughs> right as soon as... Right outside the yeah, door. <laughs> they're there right at time. And Ronnie's in this position of like, okay, who do I believe? Because John's like, oh, I just saved you from the coach, who's the chopper. Or does she say, hey, wait a minute, John almost attacked me earlier. I've said that before. And it's basically this whole misdirect that we get before. So you're kind of like, do you believe John? Do you believe the coach? Who's exactly what's going on? And at the end, we get a little Freddy bit, and Freddy says... Who says justice is blind? In Springwood, everyone innocent is Are always found guilty. Yeah. So you're just like this fucking pe- like the the DA in this town is fucking ruthless. <laughs> well, also established in um, uh, Freddy Krueger lore, uh, Freddy Krueger uh, murdered a bunch of kids and one away scot free because he walked away on a technicality. Of I was gonna say the same thing. No, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so yeah, uh, because they did not sign uh, the warrant, Freddy Krueger was allowed to go free even though he murdered a bunch of children. It never happened. I wrote that. I wrote that down, and I was like, they probably learned their lesson from the the Krueger trial, and mm-hmm. then ever since then they're just like, we're gonna fucking nail everybody. Everyone's guilty. We're gonna fill out our paperwork. Um, yeah. Th- so that was our episode. No. That's it. All right. I know it's a long one. I'm sorry, guys. I can see both uh, Kiri and Coop rolling their eyes. They're very exhausting. (laughs) Watching these episodes... That's part and parcel as to what a Freddy's <laughs> um, Nightmare is. So I, I appreciate being here. Um, yeah, I think I'm ready for my creepy, creepy crawlers. Uh, before we... No, no, no. Okay, I'll do it, but we all do it together. All right. All right. Here around uh, Short and Spooky, we like to grade our episodes on a scale of 0 to 10 Creepy Crawlers. That's a 0 to 10 Creepy Crawlers! Before we get into this, <laughs> do, who do you guys think was the chopper? I thought Coach. I think that... I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I think we all... I think that it's implied that it's a Coach, but I think that... If you really look at it through the eyes of, like, let's say Ronnie, who's the only kind of impartial person who's not being accused of being the chopper, that it is incredibly ambiguous. Mm -hmm. And that if it wasn't for the fact that Freddie says every innocent person is guilty, that 
that kind of sways your opinion on it. If that part hadn't been on there, you'd be like, wait a minute, you only ever see John and the coach fighting and then Mm -hmm. this thing going on. And then you see the coach continue to be like, yeah, I remember you're the chopper. So I feel like it was supposed to be ambiguous. It didn't really like play out that well with the way it was edited. And I think that makes a much more interesting story to have it ambiguous because you're really like, wait a minute, who is the who is the chopper? What is going on? What is the true story? And yeah. that makes it more interesting to leave it up to the viewer to kind of make that decision rather than being like, oh no, this is the guy the whole time. Because then it's just like, well, you're watching this yeah. fumbling through this action and being like, well, what, what's <laughs> I think the they, case and what's not the case? Right? No, I feel like they kind of had to try to have their cake and eat it too. And like, they want to be like, oh, let's make it like one of those horror movies where the guy is kind of falsely imprisoned, even though you know he's not the one that did it. At the same time, wanted to have that kind of like, but is he the one that did it? But then at the same time, really driving home the like, this guy. You can have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. All right. And uh, who wants to go ahead and uh, do their uh, creepy colors first? I will. So, something I just baseline start off with is would I show this to somebody else? And oftentimes, the answer to that question is yes, because of some part of the episode, which to me would be. Uh, the actress who played Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Um, I could think about maybe um, friends that I had when I was younger who watched Sunset Beach, maybe sending them like, you know, a little Facebook message, right? Mm-hmm. Is Sunset Beach worth us watching at all? No. Okay. <laughs> Just okay. checking. It did have some pretty wild storylines. I believe that's where the to- the turkey baster storyline was from. And- um, yeah, one of the people got, got someone else pregnant, like one of the Ew. villains, yeah. I mean, it's a crazy world. It's cra- soap, soap world is crazy. I like sci-fi and soaps because it's, it's fantastical. You and know what you'd love? Yes. The X-Files? I was going to say Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. <laughs> Battlestar too. Galactica is oh, a you, soap you opera. Think I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? I'm just saying. You, you just met me. You're heading for a Haters. swirly. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. All right, Proceed. so I would give it at least five. Um, okay. But when I really think about the, the, the haircut, right? So that's another half point bonus, not not subtract, only bonus. Uh, okay. um, and then sideburns. I don't think I saw sideburns, did I, boys? I, my no, resolution was too This bad. does have oh. the cut. But it has the cut, right? So it's yeah. got that extra 0.25. Um, and I can't Tom, give it any bonuses. Is it 0.25 or 0.5? Uh, it's 0.25. Yeah, because the 0.25 and the 0.25 together. Only if it's there, though. It's right. not a deduction anymore. That's right. Not a deduction, only a bad. Um, so because of that, and then I always give an extra point for star power, but I'll take away half because, like, she did still on a line. There was a couple things that, you know, she was a young baby actress coming up, uh, and mm-hmm. I don't feel like it deserves the whole point of something like, um, you know, um, ooh, Tom's literally stripping in our studio right now. Yep. He, Whoa. Oh, he is. That is, we saw his nipples. We, we did. All right, so five because I would show it. Um, it gets its bonus. It's gonna get half of the star power bonus because I just don't feel like I should weigh it the same as like other star power, like Baby South Green. Mm. I can't weigh you against Baby South Joe Green, Pesh. right? Yeah. Those are full points. So because of that, it lands at a five point seven five. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Respectable. Five point seventy five. Round up to a six. I'm I, depending on when I hear y'all score it. I might round up to a six because I don't want to be like an ice queen. But I also might just stay at my 5.75. We got a nice king over here. Tamo? Uh, would I show this to anyone? No. Um, did I enjoy it? Yes. But... 
John just spat everywhere. I'm sorry. I just thought it was very funny. You're like, would I show this to someone? And I'm like, you just showed it to three of your closest (laughs) friends. Yeah. Friends? Um, Hey. As established earlier, three of your favorite people. I I was going to say, oh, you didn't let me finish. I was going to say, family. Oh. Um, Yes, I would show this to my family that I'm sitting around with right now. Um, Yes, of course, that part. But if I had, like, you know, someone over, I always do this on, like, the, you you touched on earlier, like, if I had a girl over or or a guy, whatever. Whatever you you feel like. Yeah, just pal around. Yeah, wrestle. Watch some WWF. Hopefully you got a half (laughs) t-shirt. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, Oh, I also forgot to mention, did you notice that, like, in the first part of the episode, he woke up with less and less clothes on after each nightmare? I was surprised he uh, he wore a shirt at all. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, did you want... Do you guys wear clothes to bed? Oh, my God. Okay, so that's something I was going to say. Also, we have something we have to touch on, uh, again, that I brought up earlier that we need to talk about. Uh, Freddy's little segments were actually, I mean, very brief, which is great. Less Freddy and these things, the better. Um, But they actually were, like, sort of pertaining to the episode. Um, And they were minimal. They weren't just, like, some bullshit. Uh, And then the segment flip between the first and the second half were, were decent. I didn't like how I, I wanted the fucking I wanted Coach to get his comeuppance. Yeah, and he got off kind of easy. Or like, or like to he to, got killed. Yeah, but it's <laughs> not enough. But I wanted sometimes. I I wanted In a horror movie is not enough. I wanted a reveal. I wanted like yes. I wanted him to get killed, and I wanted him to get revealed right before that. Yeah, uh, that didn't happen. But no, good lord, would I show this to someone else? Fuck no. Mm-hmm. This is a bullshit episode, and I picked this one. I did like the, again. The premise is fun. And uh, I will give this an extra 1.5 points because Freddy gets fucking jealous of another of another killer in Springwood. Yeah. And and I really actually enjoy the fact that he's like he's all butthurt about. Remember? Huh? Sorry, I was just it's adding your number. Sorry. Um. So I took my initial score was 4.5. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to give it another 1.5 because of a Jelly Freddy, as I call it. So that's mm-hmm. six. That's six points total. Um, no cut. Well, there was sort of a cut. Also, did you see that scene where he was laying in the in the insane asylum and his hair was like fucking, <laughs> like, like Doc fucking whatever. Brown? Scene. Yeah, Doc Brown. <laughs> um, Crazy guy hair. So, yeah, I'm going to go six. No, six, just straight six. I'm taking I'm taking a lot of points away because this episode was fucking dumpster fire. Yeah. That's it. Right. Okay, so final uh, final number six. Yep. Okay. Coop. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't like it. <laughs> I give it a uh, I give it a four out of ten. And this I think the quality came into play, and that was kind of my fault because I chose the first video I saw, and. Mainly why I'm giving it low points is it was fucking so boring, and they kept pump, jumping back to the scene, talking in the office, and now they're back. Welcome to Freddy's Nightmares. It's like, God yeah, damn it, this is boring and repetitive. So repetitive. Welcome to Freddy's Nightmares. And I don't want to have another one of these bitch. nightmares. Yeah. I'm scared. And maybe I'll regret this in the future, but my pros, my only pros were that Robert England was in it, which maybe I'll come to regret. 
yeah. based on what you guys are saying. But it's cool to me to have a spin-off show that still has the original actor from the movie. Can you can you dress up as I know you have like a like a very similar He shirt. has the Freddy's sweatshirt. Yeah. So sweater. What's what's got you dressed up one of these times time. That's what I I I think I maybe I texted the or talked to you last time we recorded uh, last week. It wouldn't have been right because we're animals together. That's right. We're bunny. We're springtime animals. That's right. We didn't even plan it. We just felt it. It was just there in the air. Mm-hmm. And we have our little putty cat. I also thought uh, John uh, was a good, did the best he could with the role, the actor. <laughs> he was, I thought he was, he, he was not, he was probably the best actor in this, my opinion. Very quick to anger. John? Yeah. Well, yeah, but he was good, um, I don't know. He, he was expressive. More of like in a, like maybe something you'd see on stage. <laughs> You know what I mean? So his acting is a little oh. broad for uh, over the top, the silver screen. But I liked it because he was put. You he cared, and that's really all I have. You know, I didn't love it. I'm gonna four re- out of ten. Uh, okay, so what I show this to somebody? No, um, I. There are some good episodes of Freddy's Nightmares. Um, I think one of the last ones uh, that we did that I really liked, Tom, I think was called Killer Instinct about the track runner. Yeah. That was one of the last episodes that we did that actually was like, hey, this is not too bad. Um, as far as Freddy's Nightmares, the things that I did like from this was that there was some somewhat graphic scenes as far as this person having their head chopped off. I thought that was pretty graphic and kind of cool. Um, I liked that there was a lot of doors that got chopped in half uh, with a, an axe. That was kind mm, of a cool thing. You do love a good door chopping. I mean, you know, here's Johnny, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every time anyone, uh, Kiri in, in uh, Coop said Johnny, I kept on looking at you yeah. and you're like... <laughs> I was Halfway through my myself, notes, I stopped know. spelling with an H and like just shifted to how you spell yours. J O N. Well, I mean, we'd never seen the chopper and John in the in the same room. Uh, oh, John just looked around. That was a little uh-huh. uh huh. I didn't deny it. So yeah, there 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 was some cool parts to it that I enjoyed. Um, I really loved the actor who played the coach. He was very watchable. He was very Kevin Nealon. I swear to God, he, he looked like Kevin Nealon's brother. He had strong Kevin Nealon vibes. Um. That being said, I wish that the uh, Ronnie's mom was a little more pilled out and crazy and mm-hmm. like was, you know, a little bit more of a basket case. I think that would have been a little bit more fun. I was disappointed by that too. Sorry. Well, I, I think a common theme for a lot of the Freddy's Nightmares is the first uh, idea being pretty strong and the second one kind of just like phoning it in. So I guess I would have to give this, if I'm not going to show this to someone, I'll say, what well, I'll give it a fucking 4.5. And then. Um, if I have to give it another 0. .250 for the cut, I guess it would be 4.75. Mm-hmm. And I really can't think of any reason why I would ever give it more than that. So, yeah, uh, uh, my final score is going to be 4.75 uh, Creepy Crawlers. What? Great. <gasps> Creepy Crawlers! I have breaking news over here. Loudly. Uh, the guy who plays Coach? Mm-hmm. He's not related to Kevin Nealon at all. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Jeff Just McCarthy. Some guy. Oh, by the way, born I'm sorry, and raised in California. That, oh, he's a native son. Um, <laughs> I don't know what, what? that is. That controversial? I don't know. Anyway, um, offensive. One thing I forgot to say, and then I really meant to say at the end. I'll drop it in. Okay, good. Um, did you guys notice when uh, John popped in there and tackled 
uh, or whatever, and scuffled with the coach. He had just escaped from the mental hospital yes. wearing his gown. Yes. When he tackled the coach, he was wearing his football jersey with the shoulder yeah, pads. He put the shoulder pads back on. Why? Oh, I, mean, I did not notice. Why I would was, you, if you're like tackling a killer, don't you want some pads? <laughs> I guess so. Well, also, uh, we were talking about this at work. Like, he's like, time to take my medicine, which is code for not taking your medicine. Like, oh, it, yeah. it reminded me of Shift, uh, the book that we read where he's. Hey, bud. Hiding uh, his pills in his mouth. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> um, but it reminded me of that. I didn't want to bring it up work because you and I were busy this morning. But uh, All uh, right. So thank you for joining us on another episode of Short and Spooky. That's right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, we want to say uh, thanks to everybody for listening, all the shorties and spookies and the eeries and the sniffers. Yeah, okay. the and sniffers. Sniffies. I don't have any sniffers. I don't want any. Okay. Uh, if uh, you guys um, uh, want to write to us, uh, please uh, hit us up. Our email is shortandspooky at gmail.com. You can also uh, tweet at us. Our Twitter is at shortandspooky. Um Thanks, everybody. We love you all, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. See you well. Bye. Bye. Adios.